9997 Signal Jurassic Park, one at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're here to discuss Minute 75 of the Lost World. Dave, we're back. <laughs> How was your Christmas? It was great. I had a lot of fun. It was a Star Wars Christmas. <laughs> Star Wars Christmas? <laughs> oh yeah. I got um, the original, all three making ofs for, making of books for the original trilogy, which I did not have. I got sculpting a galaxy. The galaxy. It's a it's a model book book about the six films. Mm-hmm. And then I got Jedi Challenges, which is a augmented reality uh, video game, which you basically got a headset and you got a lightsaber as your game controller, and you fight Star Wars bad guys with your lightsaber. Okay. Yep. And then we. I went and saw. Um, I went and saw. The Last Jedi for the second time on Christmas, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, so you're adding to the box office a little bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved uh, it. My mom loved it. My dad loved it. Everybody I've talked to has loved it. I even at work, I even talked to two old ladies. That I said it was the best movie they'd seen of 2017. Wow, <laughs> that's great. I haven't seen it yet. I've um, I'm just waiting to take the me son to it. We'll probably go next uh, weekend. It's it's been sort of a mixed bag. Yeah, it has very mixed bag with the fans. Yeah, but um, that's up to the fans if they liked it, they liked it. If not, they didn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, like for example, especially the end scene. I know a lot of fans who the end scene like broke the film for them, but for me, it made the film. You know, yeah. I mean, it was the scene to be seen. Yeah, I, I heard some of the humor at the start was <laughs> hinging on running too long as well. Just yeah, there was, a, there was a, a mama joke, which, oh, come on. I mean, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, and stuff like that's slowly starting to come into it. We had curse words in the new Star Trek Discovery as well that hasn't really been in the, the series before, but it's just a sign of the times they're telling new stories, and sometimes these things come in. Um, I mean, let's face it, um... Uh, I mean, it's better than the poop jokes that were in The Phantom Menace, you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's like the bottom, scraping bottom of the barrel. I consider poop jokes the bottom of the barrel, Yeah. you know, yep. when it comes to jokes. Mama jokes are funny. I like mama jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. If that was a very Star Wars heavy Christmas, was there any Jurassic, was there any Jurassic involved? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet? Still waiting uh, on your compy from Chronicle? I am. It's it's on a payment plan. Oh, I, okay. I'm only on the second month of that, so I'll probably get that again. I'll probably end up getting it sometime in, like, late summer. Uh, I haven't... I'd have to do the math. Yeah. Uh, what's seven months from now? Uh, July? So, so, yeah, August. July, so I'll probably end up getting it either July or early August. Oh, okay, yep. Christmas in July. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like that? <laughs> I, um... It's hard. It's only a couple of weeks ago, yet I'm struggling to remember what I got for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> oh, just a couple of little little things. Jurassic come in the mail from eBay. Um, just some more like the original sticker sheets and stuff like that that, mm-hmm. uh, that I got, but it wasn't wasn't a very big... Jurassic Christmas, so I got a lot of the uh, the Batman Lego stuff for me son, and we've been building that, so 
Um, it was more more of a Lego Christmas for me. <laughs> well, my big dinosaur Christmas present, kind of almost a little bit to myself, is the Field Museum is famously taking down Sue in the main hall. Mm. And so they're going to replace it with a giant skeleton, a Pedigo Titan, mm-hmm. the largest dinosaur ever found. And Sue is getting her own little home up on the second floor in 2019. And so they're having a little, the Field Museum is having a little going away parties for her a little bit for members only. And being a field member, being a member to the Field Museum, I thought it'd be really fun to go. Mm-hmm. Ask a couple questions about the new exhibitions. Um, ask, I was kind of curious about what they'll be doing with Sue's, because uh, the lighting condition on the second floor isn't as good as, as it is in the main hall. Okay. And so I, have, I was kind of curious how they're going to light it, light the skeleton, all that kind of stuff, you know? That's all right. Love as long as she's not getting packed away into a box, <laughs> never to be seen again. No, no, yeah. She, she, she's getting her own uh, special spot up on the second floor. Mm. But they're going to replace in the main hall. And they had a sore pot in there before. They had the Brachiosaurus uh, holotype skeleton there. Yeah. And it was... It was great. I, it really filled up the hall, and I think that uh, space that in like the main hall of the Field Museum needs a big dinosaur. I mean, not that Sue isn't a big T-Rex, but she's like a medium-sized dinosaur when you consider the size of dinosaurs. Mm. And so Patago Titan, I think, will fill the hall a lot better. Has it got yeah. sort of like the uh, the second story um, landings around the area as yes. well? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's got like a it's got a second story uh, balcony, not balcony, but yeah, landings all around the main hall, and so so, so you can be at, at head height as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it adds to the adds to the illusion of its size as well, being that high off the ground, <laughs> just seeing seeing where its head would have been. Oh, very good. The animals won't even know they're there. Very low impact, strictly observation and documentation. He didn't make it. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I believed you. Just before we get into 75, we do want to thank all our uh, listeners and that for the feedback and interaction on social media we had in 2017. We've had uh, some great feedback, some great stuff pointed out to us, and um, some questions asked. And uh, we hope to uh, continue going on into 2018. And I want to thank our listeners. We're starting out strong on the Instagram, 900 followers. That's great. Wow. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, we went up over the 300 likes on Facebook too over the Christmas mm-hmm. break, which was great. So um, it's good to see the fans are there. Would love to see some more, uh, some more interaction, some more uh, posting, feedback, that sort of stuff as well. Um, head over to iTunes and give us a review there. It'd be great as well if you are in the uh, US or outside of Australia. Screen cap it and throw it up onto Twitter or to facebook or instagram so we can see it and we'll shout it out on the show mm-hmm. all right ready to get into 75 sure all right as we end up in at 74 of the lost world the survivors finishing their break got up and started to move away and we got one last look at theta's backpack left behind as we continue into minute 75 theta's running up the stream again being chased by compies calling roland's name at 74 minutes and 16 seconds, he bends over and picks up some rocks again and throws at the chasing creatures, trying to scare them off. Calling out Roland once again, trying to be heard. He kicks water at the animals, 
but they still continue on. He turns and tries to run but trips in the stones and lands face first in the water. At 74 minutes and 28 seconds, as he gets a drink and takes a breath, we see several compies running down the embankment and jumping into the water. The tiny creatures jump onto his back and begin their attack again. At 74 minutes and 43 seconds, he gets up and shakes the animals off and starts running up the stream bed again. At 74 minutes and 49 seconds, he turns and sees the animals sitting there, hopping playfully, waiting for their prey to succumb. At 74 minutes and 54 seconds, breathing heavily, Dita starts to crawl over a fallen log. He drops down on the creek bed, and we see several compies running up and leaping over the log, continuing the attack again, but this time, it'd be Dita's end. And this ends minute 75 to Lost World. So, getting back into the Lost World, minute opens, we see uh, Carter grab his rifle and start to walk away, and uh, mm -hmm. Dita's backpack's left there on the ground, amongst the pine needles. Yep. No one notices it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we cut back to the stream, and uh, Dita's calling out for Roland again, sort of mm -hmm. making his way up the stream, and we can hear the compies chirping behind him. Yeah, and it's funny that you say up the stream, because... As he's walking here, he is actually moving upstream, mm. uh, the direction that the water goes. Without a paddle? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say he is, yes. Yeah. And the uh, way that this is filmed, there's actually a uh, forest trail that overlooks the entire canyon. Okay. That's the trail that um, Dieter is on right there. I mean, that they're, being, they're filming Dieter from right now. I actually got a couple pictures in this same spot, looking down at the at the Fern Canyon from the same angle. I'll post mm. those up. Yep. Yeah, because I just love the shot sort of up there amongst the trees. It's almost like you're another animal looking down at, mm -hmm. the, at this human making a lot of racket, trying to get noticed. <laughs> but um, we then cut from then down to Compi Camp, and uh, again load the ground, sort of following behind Dita as he's uh, desperately picking up stones and throwing at the animals. Yeah, to roll again. yeah, just doing whatever he can to uh, to try and scare the creatures off, but they're uh, they're hanging on like hyenas, they're not going anywhere. And he sort of turns and trips to run, but falls over mm -hmm. and uh, takes his time to take a bit of a drink as his face is in the water. And uh, on the the little fern wall behind him, we see the uh, several more compies sort of scuttle mm -hmm. down and plop into the water, out of view. That's funny. It's funny that shot, the the shot of him running is moving further into the canyon, mm. but then the next shot we have of him falling over is actually near the closer to the mouth. If you look over to the uh, one side of the screen, you can see that the um, you can see that the canyon is getting brighter instead of darker. Mm. Yeah, you can sort of notice a couple of times, sort of the wide shots. He's sort of in that open, more open area. But then as we come in, especially going in the next minute, we get right into the middle of that canyon. It's sort of enclosed. But I just, it's a its a fantastic location. Um, mm -hmm. Even just the way the mist is here, or the fog. Um, yeah. And even the photos you took were fantastic as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting how, um, as Dieter is drinking the water here in the background, that... Um, you can see copies coming out of more copies coming out of the ferns off to the in the back as uh, 
to add to the ones that are coming and following up from behind, you know? Mm. Yeah, and I just love how they sort of drop down the water and you don't see them. It's uh-huh. again, it's that right. little little trick to save a bit of money with CG. You know they're coming. It's implied that they're mm-hmm. coming in the water. Um, and plus little splashes as they land in the water mm. pop up yep. behind them. So you know they're back there. It's just, you know, you're waiting for them to just go, bloop, here I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like Dita, Dita takes a moment to get a drink and try and catch his breath. Um, uh-huh. Thinking he's having a rest and not seeing that, although surely you'd hear the splashing behind him and know it's close but uh they are close and all of a sudden we uh have him jumping on his back and starting their attack again and again we get this great uh rod puppet suit and the uh, little animatronics scurrying all over him mm-hmm. um presumably death by a thousand bites <laughs> um, but uh we get a couple of shots there's a couple on his leg um a few on his back sort mm-hmm. of digging in as well and uh, he struggles and manages to get back to his feet, and they all scatter off him. And uh, he runs up the stream a little bit and turns and faces them, and you can see them all just hopping and chirping there. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. And it's sort of like that that realisation starts to come across that he's, uh, he's never not going to be able to mm-hmm. get rid of them. He turns, and there's a big log across the uh, stream here, mm-hmm. and uh, turns and starts crawling over it, and he's starting to pant or he's sort of short of breath it sounds like um which we haven't really seen him exert himself that much but um no but it brings into the question the idea that possibly the copies are venomous mm. and that they are spit and it contains the neurotoxin that kind of slows the uh neurons in the brain and makes the body a bit sluggish you know yeah. and that's that's exactly what i thought coming from it because he's starting to wheeze and it doesn't sound like just someone that's out of breath but um because there's a bit of a wheeze to it as well mm-hmm. and um and even here well, he, he sort of scampers and does his best to crawl over the log but falls down onto the, the stream onto the rocks on the other side and uh we just get the compies start to swarm <laughs> and leap leap up over the log and He's just on the other side, shouting no, 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 <laughs> as um, he's slowly being eaten alive, which is frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I did not find the exact log that was used in film. It's probably been washed away a long time ago or rotted away a long time ago. Yep. But I did find similar logs. The entire canyon's littered with them. And I did take a lot of fun pictures <laughs> <laughs> of me being chased by imaginary compies. Yeah. Yeah, we just um we just had a bit of a heat wave here over the weekend and uh I used that time on my computer cuz I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos from the Lost World scattered everywhere and sort of got them all compiled into their own little separate folders of behind the scenes and everything I remember um mm-hmm. the on location folder had a lot of photos in it with you. You'll lean over one log um that was lying in that creek bed. And a couple others mm-hmm. as well. Um, but that's it for 75. We don't get to see the uh, the end of his death until the next minute. Um, no. Anything else you want to bring up before we get heavy for the day? Uh, just, you mentioned that heat wave. It's <laughs> interesting we actually 
on our end, we had the exact opposite. We had the polar vortex come up uh, from the north, come down from the north, and freeze us into Siberia. And then the east coast got like a winter hurricane sort of, mm-hmm. and they got a huge storm surge, which then froze when they got the polar vortex. So they get so Boston's underwater. Uh, Actually, no, it's it's like. <laughs> It's like the, uh, the after tomorrow where the storm surge comes in and then freezes over. Well, because I, uh, I heard... Not, not that bad. It, the water's <laughs> only like a couple feet deep, but, but yeah. Yeah, I heard, sadly, uh, I think it was a 95-year-old sort of just froze death at a park over there somewhere. It's just amazing just the differences in climate um, mm-hmm. and how dangerous the weather can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that <laughs> dark note. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, actually, that is something that I've always kind of wanted to see in a Jurassic Park film, is that danger. I, the Jurassic Park movies have always had this overarching theme of nature being dangerous. And sure, we've seen the animals be dangerous plenty of times, but I've always wanted to see like a storm come through and just wipe out everything, like a bad five, Category 5 hurricane come and wipe out all the... All the po- wipe out the power, wipe out all their um, equipment, and just make everything just like horrible and strand them there just because they were foolish enough to go there, uh, even though there's a hurricane coming, you know? Yeah, and we're sort of seeing parts of that with Fallen Kingdom where they're foolish enough to go to Nublar to save these animals, and mm-hmm. the volcano's going to have other, other plans. Yeah. yeah. So. And we know it's it's happened before, even though we haven't seen it by the Hurricane Clarissa that took out Sauna, so... Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. that's kind of what I've always imagined, is something like that, where we see, is not the dinosaurs that the humans are facing against, and not just the dinosaurs the humans are facing against, it's nature itself, Mother Nature, the weather, you know? Yeah, yeah, the dinosaurs are just the obstacle there to, in their way while they're trying to survive the storm. Yeah. Alright. Alright guys, let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com. Facebook, The Lost World Minute. Twitter, at The Lost World Minute. And Instagram, The Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way.